So this is not just another project that sounds cool, that sounds clickbaity, that might be cool. No, no, no. This is a project that was a top secret, need to know, above classified CIA project, which has been documented, which was conducted back in the mid 80s, I believe it was 84 or 85. And what this document details is nothing short of phenomenal, I have to say. So first, I want to address the fact that the CIA has conducted a boatload of operations that have sounded crazy that now that we look back at them, at least the ones that we know about, some of them succeeded, some of them didn't. So it's really hard to fathom, especially nowadays, the number of programs that they're currently funding and researching. So I mean, they've been known to explore so many outlets to, to conduct their operations, ranging from extremely evil, if you want to call it, in the eyes of, of morality, and even strange. So, But here's the thing. Often the strange ones become the most declassified because the general po uh, public doesn't really seem to believe it as much. And so what kind of sheds light off of the CIA? It's a, so the CIA can say, look, we're, we're declassifying certain documents and projects. The interesting thing is with a lot of these documents is that there's no conclusion at the end stating whether or not it was a succession. However, in this document, it says there was a successful operation conducted, but the reason why clearly it hasn't made mainstream news or any of that has to do with the fact that a lot of people simply don't believe in things like the spirit world and all that. So let me just get right into it. During the Cold War, the CIA conducted several like tons, many, many dozens, experimental programs involving the human psyche, right? As we know, MKUltra was probably one of the most, if not the most popular one, right? And it aimed at mind control using drugs and other techniques for torture and interrogation and all that. But one element of the program involved administering LSD superstitiously with the goal of turning them into robotic agents and being able to reach into the astral world. Now, I mention that because... This entire document essentially confirms the, the existence of astral beings, if you want to call it, or beings on another dimension, if you will, or another plane, and much more. So, one of the more intriguing programs, right, was called Project Stargate. So, it trained operatives in astral projection and remote viewing. So... These psychic abilities that allow for perception and, if you're well-practiced enough, the ability for your astral body to travel anywhere, including distant planets, has cultivated extremely striking imagery and details that often have been confirmed and have now been confirmed thanks to this uh, declassified document. So, during the Cold War, one of the members of Project Stargate, Joseph McMonagall, I believe is how you pronounce his name, was able to perceive details which were later confirmed by satellite imaging of a new type of Russian nuclear submarine being constructed based simply on coordinates provided to him. The submarine was one of the largest ever built, and when he described its magnitude to military engineers, he was laughed at. But it turns out that what he saw was right. So, Joseph McMonagall was one of a key group of remote viewing in CIA's participants that focused on military targets, missing persons, and occasionally attempts to see into different time periods. Now, those attempts were all mundane compared to an un unexpected 
otherworldly astral journey that he would take in 1984. So one day he was awoken from a nap and given a sealed envelope that couldn't be opened until the end of a viewing session, during which his colleague dictated coordinates for him to view. Soon, Joseph found himself astral projecting to an unfamiliar area. So recently, and it's all in the document, if you're watching on YouTube, it's in the uh, link in the description below, Joseph and an agent conducting the viewing had the transcripts released as part of the document. When Joseph went into his viewing state, he described the world inhabited by a civilization in very bad shape. He described seeing an infrastructure consisting of intersecting roads, uh, channels, pyramids, different ways of transportation. And it's interesting because he describes a very baffled McMonagall who often struggled to report the raw data his colleague consistently reminds him to stay focused on because of how baffled he was of what he saw uh, in this particular viewing session. So throughout the viewing, his astonishment overtakes him, leading to tangential periods, sometimes as long as 30 minutes, trying to maintain his focus. So Mick Monagle, eventually, once he snapped out of it and he calmed down and all that, he reported contact, being in contact with living entities, Right? So, he describes these living entity situation as being in a critical state, seemingly on the brink of collapse, having purportedly sent members of their civilization on a mission to find a new place to inhabit. These tall figures appear to be in a state of hibernation, awaiting the return of their search party. When he asks if these entities can perceive him, they describe him as something of a hallucination. At the end of the viewing, McMonagall opened his envelope to see where he was supposedly projected to. And guess what? It was Mars. One million BC. Right? Now, again, I'm not saying that there was life on Mars. All I'm saying is that if there was, it certainly would have been extremely damaged considering the millions of years that go by. Same as if on Earth. You give Earth a million years of there being no humans, it's going to go back to its completely natural form, essentially. So, Skeptics have most certainly written off Project Stargate and other programs of, uh, you know, as sort of divisionary tactics to sort of steer the Soviets in the wrong direction during the Cold War, right? Now, the logic behind that, if the U.S. could convince the Soviets that they were having success in phony psychic programs, was that the Soviets might then waste time and resources funding similar programs. That is the ultimate sort of skeptical view behind all of this, that this was completely fake and it was leaked on purpose back in the 80s for the Russians to get a hold of so that they could completely divert their attention and focus on things that had nothing to do with the importance and significance of the Cold War. Now, the question then becomes, why even release this document if that's the case, right? Even if, even if this document was released much later, which it was, why release the document if it was just a bunch of bullcrap, right? I mean, the CIA obviously is not going to say, well, you know, this document was used in order to divert the attention of the Soviets and the, the Russians at the time. But at the same time, why release this in, in such a way that people are going to potentially look into, right? Why not release something a little more subtle? 
So it could be a, it could have been a psyop on the Soviets back in the eighties. It could have been a psyop on us, the public, when it was released. The question, the problem is that we don't know. So there, there's no way to know, right? But whatever the CIA's original intent might actually be, many of the members of the Stargate program still practice remote viewing or are willing to talk about it in all seriousness. And that's the other thing. Joseph McMonagle, who's still alive today in his 70s, was about to confirm with someone that, in fact, this project was completely true and legitimate until he stopped himself in the interview and said, I can't speak about this, I apologize. Right? I mean, that's what any former CIA agent knows and, and essentially does. So, with the program now having been disclosed and the, uh, the Cold War, the era of the Cold War essentially being over, it seems there would be no need to continue to maintain secrecy or play along, right? I mean, other than the CIA or the U.S. government not admitting to it, I mean, if you're Joseph McMonagall, why would you still say, I can't talk about it? Maybe he's following protocol. I'm sure he signed many NDAs and all that, but why are you about to say yes, and then all of a sudden jump to saying, I apologize, I can't talk about it. Why not just say something along the lines of, I can't comment, but there were a lot of things we did to divert potential opponents or what have you in that time. That seems like a little more of a professional answer, right? Now, I'd also be a little bit remiss to think that the Russians weren't researching remote viewing long before the U.S., right? There's even evidence that uh, the Russians were researching remote viewing before Stalin's reign. And at the end of the day, astral projection seems to be something that a, lot, that a lot of people believe in. But what a lot of people don't know is that there's different kinds of there, there's different kinds of astral projection. There's astral projection that people believe where you're actually your, your soul is actually leaving your body, and then there's astral projection that people believe is all within your mind. Sort of like when people take uh, hallucinogens like LSD or 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 shrooms, mushrooms, or, or DMT, they think that it's all happening within their mind. A lot of people have discussed that uh, they've had contact with otherworldly beings. They just don't know if it was their spirit literally leaving their body and having contact with these beings, or if these beings were just sort of chemicals that were produced inside of the mind, right? Now, here's the other thing. There are many more declassified remote viewing CIA documents that were once deemed above top secret by the CIA, including some that resulted in precise descriptions of so uh, secret Soviet bases on esoteric islands in the middle of the Indian Ocean and another in the middle of the uh, Ural Mountain Range and, and many other places. And the viewer in those sessions describes details of the bases and their geographic location in details that were later confirmed by the CIA at a later point in time. So when this astral projector, or this viewer, if you will, was sent off to go confirm coordinates and locations of things, the CIA, at least on the front end, claimed to not know about it, which is why they sent this person, and then later realized that this person was absolutely correct in verifying this, in verifying the, the location of such people and objects and bases and, and all that. So it really does make you think. Some people have said that they've astral projected to the, the dark side of the moon and they've seen a base there. Other people said they've astral projected but they couldn't keep their focus on for as long as they'd hoped, right? So through the evidence surrounding these particular sessions is, is a little bit of a conflicting one, 
but the reports affirm the results show that there was an astonishing discovery made from agents analyzing the program at the amazing accuracy of some of these viewings to agents, you know, heading out into space to agents astral projecting or remote viewing from other parts of the world. And so, like I said earlier, because people view this in a bit of a different scope in certain areas and certain aspects of things, and some people don't always take it at face value because they may not always be a believer, if you will, it's very difficult to, to come to a conclusion as to what this could be. Now, I'm going to put the document in the link in the description down below, but I do have to say that this is a CIA document. This is not the CIA analyzing some other type of project or experiment or anything of the sort. It seems like something the CIA would do not to leak to the Russians on purpose, it seems like they would use these people to remote view an astral project to gain information about their opponent, which was at the time the, the Soviets. And it seems like this is a document that the CIA would, re would release for the simple fact that it would sound so ridiculous to the public, it would act as a PSYOP, a form of psychological mental warfare, where, as I've said many times, when you put it right in front of someone's face, and you have it ridiculed, or you just don't say anything about it, people will ridicule it themselves, that's how you know it's not going to gain any ground, any traction. It'll have no ground, no foundation in, in basis, nothing. Nothing at all. So ultimately, I think that not only does this work well for the CIA, but it also says, on the CIA's part, it says to the world, look, we're releasing class, uh, formerly classified top secret documents, documentation. So kind of get off our back a little bit. And so ultimately, I think that's, uh, that's what it, it probably is all about. So it's certainly very interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to say there was life on Mars when we still haven't found any. But at the end of the day, it's, it's very interesting why the CIA would make one of their agents travel back to a million years prior uh, 1 million BC and make this person astral project to Mars, there has to be a bigger picture at play for that to be the case. The CIA would not, even in the most top secret levels, they would not condone an operation or give, give, uh, give permission for an operation to go ahead if it did not connect to a bigger picture. And this adds back to my point of everything being compartmentalized. And what I mean by that is that you have one person astral projecting and then you have another person doing something else, all relating to one big project. I think people seem to neglect the fact that they're not realizing that the CIA was up to something bigger than this. Did it have anything to do with the Cold War? Probably not. But I think people seem to neglect the fact that this person, Joseph McMonagall, was part of a much bigger operation. Right? I mean, people tend to, tend to freak out and get all excited when one document is declassified that essentially confirms a lot of things, which is great. But then you have to then, you can't become complacent. You then have to ask the question, what was this project a part of? This, this was more than likely a sub-operation within a much larger one. Right? And so ultimately, of course, because things are so compartmentalized for the sake of secrecy and classification, Joseph McMonagall would obviously not know anything other than what he was tasked to do. 
But ultimately, it, uh, it's very interesting to think. I don't want to hypothesize personally as much as I would like to because there's no evidence to suggest a larger project at play. But I'm, I'm 95% sure they would not just hand someone an envelope, say, open it when you're done astral projecting, and then, one, and then tell us what you saw there. Right? Clearly, there was a specification as to the time frame he was entering into, the coordinates he had to go to, and things like that. So clearly, they were looking into something to do with time, to do with energy, to do with frequencies and vibrations. And I don't want to use the word portals, but I guess you could say spiritual portal or something along the lines, if you will. And it only adds to the whole concept of religion and science being one and the same in a lot of aspects. Right? And I think this is something that the government, or at least certain agencies of the government, at the most classified levels, has realized. Right? And I don't think it's anything new at all. This world is filled with limited possibilities, and I'm not trying to sound like an optimist, but at the end of the day, we have to, we have to take it as it comes and, and work with it as we see fit. And that seems like the, that's what world governments have been doing for far longer than we thought. It's just that now we as a people are elevating our consciousnesses and demanding more transparency and, and things like that and what have you. So let me know what you guys think. Again, the document, uh, the link to the official document will be in the description down below if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, feel free to subscribe, rate, comment. And I'd really like to know what you guys think. And please, I encourage you to go take a look at the document. Thank you.